1: And it's time for a TSS fantasy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time. How the fuck you got me up this damn early, Jason? <laughs> it's time. that's right ladies and gentlemen it's commissioner cooper and you are waking up with tss
2: fantasy good morning i'm not gonna blast you out of bed this morning
1: Yes, we all appreciate the tone down excitement this morning, Nick. We appreciate you. All right, well, we appreciate you waking up with us. Let's get our introduction started. Welcome to the studio, Nick. You got Flanders Macaronis.
2: Yes, hello. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for waking up with us this morning. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Penn Flanders and at You Got Flanders. You can also find my wonderful array of wonderful merchandise on tssfantasy.com. Just click on the link, scroll down to merchandise, click on the link, and you'll find a lovely array of T-shirts, tank tops, long sleeves. We also have water bottles. It's a wonderful display of a perfect gift idea for you and yours for this holiday season. Go out, pick up one, pick up two, pick up three. What the hell? Do it. Okay, and you can wear us proudly. And it's a wonderful conversation, conversation piece.
1: Nick has got his coffee already this morning, got his game on. Let's get it going. I appreciate that. All right, Dr. Miller, welcome to the studio uh, to you, sir.
3: Good morning. Good to be here with you guys. Coming up today on the House Call, like every other week, we're going to quote Coach Pete Carroll. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's always got some good ones doesn't he we appreciate mr pete all right um don't forget we're the fantasy show of the people so visit us tssfantasy.com all of our current rankings and yes i updated them I even took out the thursday night game so they're all currently updated ready to go for this sunday so you can go to there check it out we got all our old shows on there as well so you can check those out um and again as nick alluded to earlier the wonderful store that we have. Also, a link for Belly Up Sports Podcast. Those are all of our great podcasts in our network, from racing to wrestling, everything you want, we got it for you. So check everyone out. Um, we um, we enjoy and everyone on the network, and we like to have them on. Uh, we'll have some on actually this Tuesday. I forgot to plug that um, earlier. Um, the Pesky Report um, will be facing Rockin' the Jake in Champs versus Chumps. So make sure you tune in Tuesday for that. Also, don't forget Unhinged Radio. Um, It's a 24-7 sports radio network. So everything's on there. All the great Pelly Up Sports podcasts. We're on from 8 to 9 a.m. like we are right now. Make us part of your morning commute. We are the fantasy show of the people. Really quick, just to plug it real quick, we are part of... Wake up, belly up with uh, their Sunday lineup. We'll break it out for you here. We're on right now. As you can see, don't forget, afterwards, 9 to 10 a.m., the Bears pregame with Coach Steve, 10 11, 4th and 4, 11 to 12, the rough cut, and uh, 12 to 1, Dan Mater's got your final fantasy lineup question. So don't forget, keep it locked in here for your Sunday lineup. All right. Let's get things started with Dr. Miller's house call.
3: All right, let's start with your team, Commissioner. The Dolphins are now on a winning streak. Two games. So this past Thursday was uh, was interesting, right? Tua mm. wasn't scheduled to start, had a fracture in his middle finger on his throwing hand no less. And yeah, uh, it was really brisk. Go ahead. No, I
1: was just I wanted to get your take on this um and I do I know I asked you to, to bring this up because um it was just interesting to me, you know, here we are going into this game thinking, all right, we're not going to have Tua. And then, you know, Jacoby goes down. Then it's like, okay, well, Tua's the backup. He came in. He looked like he didn't, you know, miss a beat. I don't know what he was hurt. What are we talking about here? So anyway, my Absolutely.
2: back. Go ahead.
3: So, uh, the in his third middle finger on his throwing hand. And uh, third middle finger, I guess. This is the Department of Redundancy Department. Third middle finger, same thing. Um, but came in, and even after Jacoby Brissett was cleared to return, to stayed in and led the team to an upset win over the Ravens which again gives them a winning streak. Oof.
1: Uh, yes, that does feel good. Uh, I definitely definitely was it felt nice to talk about the Dolphins for once. Um, you know, I feel like we got a, earned a little respect uh the other night so appreciate it.
3: Yeah, so let's move to uh, the Seahawks, and we'll talk about Russell Wilson a little bit. So respect for this guy, again, coming back something like 37 days or something crazy short after his mallet finger repair. Um, But essentially, the Seahawks really need him to return if they have any hope to make the playoffs. Since he went out, they've lost three or four games without him. So their entire season really does hinge on the next couple of games. So his return is big for the organization. Um, But I want to quote Russell Wilson a little bit here because this guy is just an impressive character. He said, I think adversity brings out the best in you. And for me, I definitely went through some adverse times with the hand. He went on to say he's not 100 percent, but he's in the 90 percentile, if not higher. I feel great. I have great conviction about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it. My mindset is better than ever. I'm ready to go. So I'm really encouraged again on the Tuesday show we quoted Dr. Shin, the hand surgeon who took care of his repair and he cleared him without reservation. So it sounds like the surgeon feels good about this. Wilson feels good about this. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. So I, I, my, the reason I wanted to bring both of those guys up in particular is that I know it's not the same type of injury, but, um, I just found it interesting that, you know, Tua seemed to come in, seemed to have no trouble with the grip. Um, so, um, it's interesting to me, I know it's named type of injury, but to see Russell Wilson come back, if Tua came in not uh, missing a beat like that, I mean, if Russell's back, he should be back full to go. So it's fully good to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to see how he looks tonight.
3: So let's do a couple of guys who were out. And uh, please interrupt me if there's anybody you'd like more elaboration on. But the following list of players all out for today, we've got Alvin Kamara, he missed all week with a knee sprain sustained last Sunday in the loss to the Falcons. So Kamara's out. Antonio Brown of the Bucks, we initially expected to see him this weekend. And in fact, on the midweek show, I thought he was going to go. But the ankle injury he sustained during week six is continuing to limit him. So Antonio Brown also out.
1: Yeah, that's um, and that's big for Mike Evans owners because right now Chris Godwin being <laughs> Chris Godwin being a, a game time decision right now My uh, man. You know, could be a huge Mike Evans game, especially against the uh, FT defense for sure. I um, mean, real quick on the Alvin Kamara thing, Mark Ingram stepping into the uh, fold as the number one RB. Um, this week. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with Trevor Simeon um, kind of limited and what he can do. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Saints offense can bring up. All right, Doc, my bad. Go ahead.
3: No, oh, you're good. So Julio Jones spent a lot of time early in the season, preseason, talking about him. His career did not resurrect in Tennessee. Uh, he's now been placed in the IR after re aggravating his hamstring again. I don't know any many games he's missed this season. I lost track, but he missed practice Friday. Again, he's been put on the IR. So this hamstring injury is going to keep him out until at least week 13. And, and Nick brought it up in
1: Nick brought it up in our group text that the Jester was spot on with Julio Jones. He was dogging him all off season and he proved himself correct.
2: <laughs> Amazingly enough, he did. Yes.
3: That so maybe the one thing he's got right so far. All right, who else we got, Doc? So Chris Carson. Uh, he was a preseason, speaking of the off season, Chris Carson was a preseason 80% of the bench guy. And, you know, I wish you'd stop putting him on my list to talk about every week. I don't know what to say about this guy anymore. <laughs> right? So I'm going to quote Coach Pete Carroll here. We'll see how that goes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I mean, Look, well, seriously, what do you want to say, say at this point? What do you guys say? Listen, that's
1: the that's probably the best medical advice I've heard yet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Who else we got? Oh, doc. So um, we're going to start our percent to the bench segment with a 100 percent to the bench guy. We'll start New England. We'll talk about their backfield. Uh, Damian Harris is still within the concussion protocol, so he officially is a 100 percent to the bench player for today. He's been ruled out, however. Partnering in the backfield with him, Ramondre Stevenson just cleared the concussion protocol yesterday, as far as I'm aware, um especially given harris's Harris being out, I do expect Stevenson to play. We'll go ten percent to the bench for him
1: all right, yeah, big and Brandon Bolden owners um you know obviously uh you know if you scooped him up um you know't it'll be interesting to see how much since he is injured uh, with the concussion, how much he's used. Uh,
3: But I would definitely uh, make a play for Brandon Bolden today. All right. Who else we got, Doc? So Kyler Murray didn't practice this week again. You know, medial ankle sprain. We've talked about this a number of times. And I've gone back and forth on this a few times. So initially, earlier in the week, I thought he's not going to go unless Colt McCoy goes down. Right. And, And this would be like two of us sitting on the sideline waiting for brisket, brisket, brisket. Um, it's me. percent. You so got it. I got a pork. I got a pork shoulder on the smoker today, all day. <laughs> and, uh, I, yes I guess the parallel to the brisket from two weeks ago. Love anyway, uh, so my first thought was we're not going to see him unless McCoy goes down. But if Kyler Murray's ready to go, do you really sit him behind McCoy? So like, I've gone from ten percent to ninety percent back and forth on his percent of the bench. It depends what minute you ask. So let's go th- 50. We'll split the difference.
1: I think you're, 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 you're right, but in the sense of also you're also playing a Panthers team who's also coming in without their starting quarterback. Um, so maybe they do decide to go ahead. There are, I think overall Arizona is the better team. So maybe that's what they decide. Maybe give Kyler one more week. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Who else we got?
3: 50-50. So DeAndre Hopkins did not practice this week, and he's being described as a true game time decision. That being the case, we're going to go 85% of the bench because, to quote the commissioner, Friday is a great indicator of what's going to happen on Sunday.
1: Yeah, agreed. I I don't see De- DeAndre going this week. All right, who else we
3: got? Yeah, Rondell Moore has yet to clear the concussion protocol. So barring something unexpected happening in the next couple of minutes or hours, he's probably 90% of the bench. Don't necessarily expect to see Moore clear it today.
1: So Christian Kirk owners... Get excited. You also have A.J. Green returning. So, um, so again, be excited for your day, though. Christian Kirk owners um, should have a lots of targets coming your way. Who
3: else we got? So, James Robinson, this is a weird injury, man. Uh, so, he's got a heel bruise, not a bone bruise, but a heel bruise. Um, Urban Meyer said he's got a, quote, good chance of suiting up, despite having the official questionable label. So, we're going to give James Robinson a 25% of the bench, but – it gets an asterisk because this is just weird. There's something they're not telling us.
1: Yeah. Uh, you talked about that before that, you know, if it was, I think it was that day, that first week that he was hurt, that if it was a, you know, heard a deep bone bruise and we never, did. I think maybe that's where we were It was we just never, never came out. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. All right. Who else we got?
3: I think you're giving better medical advice than the NFL is giving. Uh, I, I suspect you're right, even though we didn't hear it was a bone bruise. That's certainly indicated by the length of time he's been out.
1: Well, I've been taught by the best, so what do you want?
0: <laughs> I appreciate
3: <laughs> that. So you
2: suck it up now.
3: <laughs> let's go, uh let's go to Buffalo. Zach Moss cleared the concussion protocol. I, I think this just happened in the middle of Saturday. Um so Expect him to play. He's going to be a low percent of the bench. We're going to call him 25% of the bench. But if I had to say yes or no, he's going to go today.
1: Yeah, that's big, actually. Uh, Jets D, um, not very good against the rush. So I definitely uh, would definitely make a big start. I believe um, the, the Ryan, the safe pick, brought that up last night. He liked uh, him as a starter. All right, who else we got?
3: Last guy in the house call, Chris Goodwin, uh, Bucks wide receiver, managing a foot injury. So he had some limited practice time on Friday. Coach Arian said he's a game time decision, but as of Saturday afternoon, the Athletics Greg Allman reported that he was going to play, and I, I suspect that given that AB's out, given that Gronk is out, there's a good chance he's going to go. So we'll say ten percent to the bench for Godwin.
1: Yeah, so we got Godwin, and you know I talked about Mike Evans earlier. You know, depending on if Godwin goes or not, either way, um, you know FT is a juicy matchup either way. So it's going to be a good day. For Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, if they both decide to go. Um, Nick also mentioned Keenan Allen, uh, on the injury report with uh, I think it was a knee or something that popped up, looked like he was questionable. He did put in practice though, so I did read in the report, he should be good to go today as well. It was something I was kind of thrown in there last minute, but I appreciate you, Nick. All right, so Doc, we appreciate you. You check out Dr. Miller on Tuesday night, we'll be doing the house call then again. Um, until then. Till then, we appreciate you, my brother. Take care, gentlemen. Enjoy your Sunday, um, and hopefully we'll uh, see you um, on another victory next week from
3: Mr. Tula. Thanks, Doc. Three game winning.
2: Hey, guys. It's Mitch Lopez, your local farmer's insurance agent. As hurricane season approaches, is your homeowner's insurance going to make the cut? Are they charging you more for your renewal or even worse, canceling you? If so, I think it's time to put your insurance company on the bench and make Mitch Lopez Farmers Insurance your number one pick for all of your insurance needs. You can reach me at 407-603-7366 or you can follow me on Facebook at Farmers Insurance Mitch Lopez, IG Mitch Lopez underscore, underscore Farmers Agency or you can check my website At Farmers Insurance, Mitchell Lopez, Jr.,
1: all righty so we'll start in dallas atlanta at dallas 62 degrees uh, and clear winds are only five miles an hour um so not not a big deal looks like in dallas as far as weather concerned in tennessee you got new orleans at tennessee 49 degrees partly cloudy winds 12 miles an hour so little chilly in the mountains and 12-mile-an-hour winds, so might want to take note of that. Um, I know Ryan brought up last night 15-mile-an-hour is when really start to affect kickers in the passing game. I mean, 12-mile-an-hour is pretty close, so you're getting mm. kind of up there. Um, and, you know, you got the uh, limit. Again, we talked about Trevor Simeon. We'll get into that game later um, as we talk along, but, again. Uh, all right, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. It's in a dome. Who cares? Cleveland at New England, 48 degrees and partly cloudy, 7-mile-an-hour winds. Not a big deal there. Buffalo at Jets, so look at that, 46 degrees. Look at that, it's almost the same weather. That's strange. Mostly cloudy, 6-mile-an-hour winds. Detroit at Pittsburgh, it's now we're getting chilly, 35 degrees and overcast, kind of a Pittsburgh-sounding day. Um, Winds, 8-mile-an-hour Um, So, again, you know, we're getting to where the weather is starting to change, although, again, this week hasn't really, uh, not really too much of an effect so far, (laughs) it looks like. Um, Tampa Bay at Washington, this is 46 degrees, again, overcast winds at six mile an hour. Uh, So, again, you know, uh, looks like it's just going to be an overcast but chilly day in Washington, Um, The next one we got is Carolina at Arizona in a dome. Who cares? Minnesota at LA in a dome. Who cares? Billy at Denver. So this is 67 actually, which is kind of a heat wave in Denver. It's like surprise. I'm like all these cold weather and all Denver is like, it's almost, we're here in Florida. Partly cloudy, ten mile an hour winds uh, in this one, so uh, that's interesting to see there. Seattle at Green Bay. We're, now we're getting thirty-eight degrees. It's overcast. Ryan mentioned it last night, but it's fourteen mile an hour winds there, so it could affect the passing game. Um, but although these quarterbacks they play they play in the elements for quite a while, I think they kind of know what's up. But interesting to note nonetheless. KC at the Raiders. That's in a dump, so we don't care. And then Monday night the Rams visit the 49ers 65 degrees and overcast four mile an hour winds. So not a huge um, not a lot of huge news in the weather this week, but again, things are going to start to change. I'm sure we're going to get a snowy game at some point and that'll make the weather report all the while more <laughs> worth it. All right we got a couple of things that have happened since show on Friday, so let's do a quick stop at the news so obj is nostradamus apparently signing with the rams and on the same day robert woods tears his acl wow craziness so, thoughts on that, impact on, what do you think that does for OBJ and for the Rams offense in general, Nick?
2: Wow, that's, again, uh, that is, that's a weird situation there. And you know who's kicking himself probably right about now? Deshaun Jackson. He's probably kicking himself <laughs> so hard. I'm telling you, he had the perfect – I mean, you never want your teammate to get hurt, but at the same time – um, if you would have waited maybe a week or so. But, yeah, uh, it's going um, to impact OBJ. It's going to impact Van Jefferson owners a, a lot. Uh, I, in fact, dropped him a few days ago as soon as OBJ signed. And then when Robert Woods went down, I picked him up. Uh, so it's going to – I don't think this week – I don't know how much OBJ is going to be able to digest the playbook. I think they're going to look – Let's just lot it, dude. You just go do a go route. You do you do a seven yard slant, and let's let's see what happens. Uh, Jefferson's gonna get a lot of work this week. I'm I'm gonna project, and uh, ironically, I had chosen to sit Tyler Higby, but I think I'm gonna be wrong because I think they're gonna use Higby because he knows the playbook. So um, that's gonna be egg on my face, but um, it's going to be a big day. It's going to be interesting to see how the offense rolls. And uh, just, you know, this is just a a funny note. You know, I periodically bring up how much ticket prices cost. And I was shocked to see how much the ticket price was going for as low as how much it was going for in San Francisco. Actually, Santa Clara. uh, $38. I don't know what you can do in San Francisco for $38 to have a good time (laughs) because I've been there and it costs you $15 for a Coke. So, yeah. I mean, it's expensive as all get-out out there. So, if you have $38, go to the game. <laughs> have a good time. I'll suck up the ticket price for $38. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, on the fantasy relevancy, how much, given the fact that he's only been there for three days or so, how much does OBJ get to get work? I don't know. I maybe, maybe seven to ten points. Maybe if, if, if he catches – I mean, if they say, hey – just go, just go run the ten yard line, and then turn turn around. It's going to be a sandlot game, so I don't know how much work he's he's going to be. Next week will be great. This week, it's kind of roll the dice.
1: So um, the only thing we talked about this in the group chat um, prior, and the only thing I will say, and the only point I'll make is that uh, OBJ left Cleveland. Basically, was out in Cleveland because he wouldn't run the route he was given. So I don't think it really matters if he knows the playbook. Stafford can just be like, yo, bro, go over there, feel the coverage, and just I'll I'll be over there if you're over there. So yeah, I, I think
2: I, I did hear that. I did hear that. So, so okay. I
1: think uh, I think OBJ might be all right in this, even in this first game. But we'll, you know, we'll check it out. We'll talk about that game in a little bit. One other quick note in the news: Ben Roethlisberger. This was kind of breaking. He is out all of a sudden with COVID. So we have no Ben Roethlisberger this game. Um, we're gonna talk about this game in a minute, uh, but fantasy impact on this game, Nick, and we're gonna get we're gonna break it down in a minute. But what do you want to just comment real quick on it?
2: Well, uh, the line was forty-eight. I didn't see what the new the the new lot the new line was, but it's probably gonna drop to about thirty-five. Uh, you got you you got Mason Rudolph back there, uh, Mason. I don't know how the hell I still have a job, Rudolph. Uh, you are good. <laughs> It's going to be Najee Harris all day. It's going to be Najee Harris running, check down, short yardage. Look for Fryermouth Muth because, uh, again, when Mason Rudolph was in there, he did not impress. I don't know how he still got a job with Pittsburgh, but they stuck with him. Like I said, Pittsburgh is loyal to a fault. Uh, it's gonna It's going to impact the passing game big time. I, it's not going to affect the defense. I think Pittsburgh is just going to go out there and you know, on defensively ball out, but it's not going to be high scoring game. I'm looking for like a, maybe 14-10, 17-10 at best. Nothing too spectacular. It may be uh, the snore of the week. As as uh, we're gonna friends.
1: we're gonna break down the games in a minute. I just want to hear what your thoughts on Ben Roethlisberger was. And let's get on. Speaking of that though, because I know you're ready, got the coffee ready. Let's get to it. Let's start breaking down these games today
2: stop
1: getting stop getting righty Good for the morning audience. let's a little get early for that Let's get it started with the five and four Cleveland Browns visiting the five and four New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored in this game by two and a half, believe it or not. Um, so interesting the game game itself is interesting you know you think look at bill belichick you know how he likes to take out the number one threat so what is that in cleveland's offense it's the running game no matter who's back there i mean it doesn't seem we've talked about their line before it doesn't seem to matter who's behind the line they get yards because they open the holes up for him so um again interesting uh concept will he shut down that um, and they, allow, they say, hey, Baker, uh, try to beat me with your arm. Um, if, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. The Patriots are number three, though, against quarter fantasy and fantasy quarterbacks. So um, interesting to see the lockdown Baker. They're number 15 against the running backs um, and 17 versus the receivers. Cleveland um, is number 27th versus quarterback so could it be a big mac jones day number 10 versus rbs 13 against the uh, tight ends and 21 versus receivers nick what do you think about this matchup
2: it's going to be a ground and pound game the over-under is 45 so the so vegas isn't expecting a whole lot of scoring going on uh baker's baker you know you know if if he's having a good game you know he can't hold it t- uh he can't hold it together until the last two minutes of he'll he'll always throw a stupid pick at them at the end of the game so even if it's close uh, it's not gonna do well I don't expect I expect a big big game for um, for Johnson in the backfield covering for Chubb and for uh, hunt Mac Jones is giving Mac Jones what what's he gonna give give you a uh, 225 and, and a touchdown it's it's not gonna be much he's a glorified game manager. And Belichick will do what he needs to do to win the game, which is probably going to be um, here, Matt. Just just hand off to the running backs and then let the defense win it for you.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, uh, you would think Bill Belichick would say, "Okay, well, we're going to shut you down, Cleveland. We're going to shut Mm -hmm. your running game down." And Baker Mayfield, please beat us um, if you can with uh, Jarvis Landry and Mister People's Jones out. And you know, so I, you know, again, I'm really interested to see how this matchup goes. Um, I'm, you know, I'm with you though. I like the Ernest Johnson today. He is basically the only guy. So, I mean, if he's the only guy, you definitely put him in your lineup. I don't care what they do. If he's the only guy out there, you know, he's going to get the dump off screen pass. He's going to get the runs, going to get the goal line. He's going to get it all. So he's definitely the guy to start today. Um, and yes, Nick.
2: Also, don't forget too. you know, you say, well, what were the tight ends? Don't forget, New England is number one against the tight ends. They don't, they allow uh, what eight points to tight ends. It's going to be a ground and pound game all day
1: long, for sure. This is old school, uh, you know. Like you said, defense, ground and pound. You know, you mentioned it to me. This looks like a low scoring game. Um, Not a lot of fantasy relevance in here, other than the Ernest Johnson. Um, I'll be interested to see what Jarvis Landry does this game too. Um, Now he's basically their number one guy. Um, there, So, you know, I'd be interested to see how he plays as well. So we'll see. Bill Belichick, I know from watching the Dolphins, too, doesn't know how to shut down Jarvis Landry. So, uh, again, interesting to see this matchup. All right, let's go on to our next one. We got the 5-3 Saints at the Tennessee Titans, who are 7-2. and two. The Titans are favored by 3, interesting enough. This one's interesting to me. Um, because of all the injuries that have happened you know, to both teams. I mean, and look at their records. I mean, so interesting uh, game, to say the least. They're both hobbled going to this game. You could say ba- basically their biggest pieces of the offense on both teams have, have now gone away, sadly. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they uh, perform in this particular matchup. Um, number seventh versus quarterbacks. And is are the Saints in number three versus running backs, number 21 versus receivers. So very stout Saints D Um, going against the Titans D. That's 28 versus quarterbacks, number nine versus running backs and 32 against receivers. So um, interesting to say, who do you got here in this uh, matchup, Nick? Who do you like as far as a standout um, or a sleeper?
2: Not much. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest because if it was, if it was a regular game and, uh, um, Henry was in there, I'd say play Henry, but you got Tannehill. He's thrown for 11 TDs and eight picks. I mean, and then you got Simeon. I mean, there, there's really not going to be a whole lot of offense. It's going to be a defensive game. It's going to be AJ Brown, double, double coverage all day. Uh, You know, uh, you might say McNichols buff the run. They're going to have to lean – you're going to tell me that they're going to lean on Adrian Peterson to pull Uh, this game up? No. Really? No. No, it's – again, the game is projected to be 44 points, uh, Tennessee minus three, 62% win. It's not going to be a big fantasy game. If you have a defense, uh, if you hope that Tennessee – I mean, New Orleans just runs the ball, uh, you'll be Okay. But defensively, they're not good at all. They're, the what, 32 in the, against the pass? Again, this is another one. If you have to play a, a Saint or a Titan, play A.J. Brown, and the rest, just <laughs> put on your bench.
1: Yeah, you're uh, – I mean, so far in both these matchups that we've covered so far, I mean, it really looks like the defenses are what you want to start. Uh, and really both of them. So, um, you know, again – I'd be, you know, again, you're right, A.J. Brown, maybe uh, McNichols over there on that side. I wouldn't start Tannehill. You know, Trevor Simeon, you know, maybe you can flex Mark Ingram in this game. Um, Maybe, but again, Tennessee's number nine against running back. So, you know, I don't really know. Not that really great all the way around. All right, let's get to some stars we can talk about. Here's something we can talk about here. Six and two, Tampa Bay Buccaneers going against FT two and six. The spread is Tampa Bay for by nine and a half. Um, you know, you we just talked about it a minute ago with the injuries of the receivers, but you know what? It doesn't matter. This Washington secondary is straight garbage, they are number dead last in the lead, um, against fantasy quarterbacks. And number 28 against fantasy receivers. So you gotta like Tom Brady in this matchup. Um, gotta like obviously Mike Evans. If Chris Godwin goes, we've already talked about that. That's definitely go. You know, and somebody else that we haven't talked about that could play a big role in this game is Leonard Fournette like him in this matchup as well. They might end up pounding it, getting up early, so you could see some big points from Furnett in this one. On the FT side, you got to start Terry McLaurin every week. You know, he's just still the guy you got to go. You got to put him in your lineup. Um, you know, the, the Tampa Bay Bucks' their um, defense is always their strength this is against the run, um, so they are a little weak sometimes in the secondary. So you could see Terry McLaurin get a few, but other than that, not much on that side for me, Nick. What do you think? Anybody you got
2: in this one? Well, as far I mean, we covered Tampa Bay. I mean, Tampa Bay is gonna gonna roll. They got the over under fifty one. They got a seventy percent chance to win the game.
3: Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
1: Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Haha, in my dentist's office.
2: The big name that's being thrown out there as far as Tampa Bay is Tyler Johnson. He's their third string wide receiver. You might want to throw him in there for a sleeper. And on Washington, I would, I definitely sit Josh Gordon. I'm not Josh uh, Antonio Gibson. I have Gibson. I literally, I cannot play him because uh, I'm expecting at least a nine spot if if I'm lucky. So with being that I feel that they're going to be throwing a lot. I think you might want to start J.D. McKissick because he's going to be the receiver out of, out of the backfield. Uh, I don't know how much Patterson is going to get because he was splitting time with Gibson. Gibson's role has really dropped because he just he won't sit. I mean, the main thing for that shin is to sit and rest it. Right. He just won't do it, and they keep rolling him out there. Um, and maybe Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, Ricky Seals Jones may have a big game because again, Tampa you can throw on them and they're going to roll and it's going to be a negative game script and they're just going to have to throw on them. So anybody else in this game on at least on Washington side, I would just throw out. I would sit Gibson, I start uh, your McLaurin, I start McKissick, and I start Ricky Seals Jones if you need a tight end. Other than that, um, good luck Washington. You're going to need it.
1: I believe Logan Thomas is back as well, though, so I, I'm not is sure. Is he back much, now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, so I, that's what you meant to say is that's who you want to start, Logan Thomas, in this matchup. All right, next matchup, Bills at the Jets. Nothing real exciting here. Five and three Bills. Although what is exciting is the Mike White-led Bills as he's back this week. Um, so this is going to be interesting to see how he comes out and plays against the no, – I was looking up all the stats, and I'm like, wow – the Bills are the number one against fantasy quarterbacks, against fantasy running backs, and fantasy receivers. I mean, we can just go on and on. This Bills defense is nasty. Um, 12 points there, uh, the spread is. I totally believe it. Um, Jets D is 13th, Interesting enough, against fantasy quarterbacks. So, so that's a little interesting tell. And number five against receivers. But they are dead last against running backs. So what does that tell me? Teams are getting up on them quick and then just running the ball out. So that's what I'm getting out of all that. Um, So, you know, must starts on the Bills side all day. There's some, you know, I don't even know if you'd even risk anybody on the Jets side. You know, maybe, maybe more in the flex, maybe
2: Carter, maybe.
1: Um, Other than that, I'm not really sure where you go. Nick, your thoughts on that? Anyone you like?
2: Well, again, uh, this is going to be, a game where you expect to see Buffalo win. They have uh, ESPN is right now projecting them to have an 83% win. So, again, but last week they were supposed to steamroll Jacksonville and they fell in their face. I think this week is going to be, gonna, is gonna be a, a get-back game for them. I don't think they're going to fall, not nearly. I think they're going to win the game. But as far as uh, fancy wise again, you can start any, any build that you want. Ironically, before Moss was cleared, I said to start Devin Singletary. Uh I could be proven wrong this week because, because uh Moss is back. But on the Jet side, the only streamable player is Michael Carter. Uh, I don't think um, Mike White is gonna have the game he did against Cincinnati. Like the they got film on him. They you know, they they know right now he is he's he's checked down Charlie. And yeah, he caught lightning in a bottle. But if I'm wrong this week and uh, Mike White falls out, good luck to him, egg on my face. But you can start any bill you want pretty much in this game.
1: Yeah, pretty much indeed. All right, let's get on to a good one. I think this is gonna be a good fantasy uh game because of the defenses are not that great. The Falcons at the Falcons four and four at the two and two Cowboys. The spread is the Dallas Cowboys at nine and a half. Um, so again, both of these defenses, um, not all that great. The Falcons, 23 against fantasy quarterbacks, number 22 against fantasy running backs. Um, and on the Cowboys side, 19th versus quarterback, six versus running back. So, um, you know, but that's a, the tell there is I wouldn't, you know, you'd be like, well, do you sit Cordell Patterson? No, because I, I think I gave that advice like a week or two ago, thinking, oh, I don't forgot who they played, but it was somebody tough and, you know, had a tough run D. Like, well, they're going to shut their running uh, game down. But here comes
2: Cordo Patterson. I think Patterson that was down, New Orleans, wasn't
1: it? Yeah, and here comes Cordo Patterson down the sideline catching bombs um, and all that. So um, interest, it was interesting to see that no matter what, um, he was. Um, still scoring big points. So I will never suggest sitting Cordo Patterson again. All right. Who do you like in this matchup, Nick, uh, in, in this game?
2: Well, I like the offensive players from Atlanta because Dallas is, is giving up 30 points a game. Right. So uh, you can roll out your Matt Ryan this week. You can roll out your your pits. And you can roll out your Cardero Patterson. I wouldn't play – Any Atlanta wide receiver because you don't know which one's going to show up. Russell Gage was supposed to take the mantle over for Ridley. Didn't happen. Uh, Olamide Zacchaeus came up, two touchdowns, it happened. He may not show up this week. So there's only three viable players to start for Atlanta. is Ryan and Patterson and Pitts. On anybody's good to go. You can start Dak. You're going to start Elliott. And you're going to start Lamb. The wild card, honestly, is Amari Cooper. Is he going to show up? Is he going to drop a pass? But you could probably play both of them. I mean, you don't know. And then Dalton Schultz. Uh, I'm not sure if Michael Gallup is back this week. But uh, I actually read a report today that they're going to release. They may think about releasing Blake Jarwin because Schultz took over that role. So, uh, again, this is going to be an offensive blitz. Don't start it. Don't start either defense.
1: Don't yeah. just yeah. don't
2: do it. Not that you would anyway. But again, those players that that I mentioned, full go today.
1: You know, it's interesting you said that. I actually wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't shy away from starting the Cowboys D, only because of how turnover prone Atlanta gets sometimes. You know when. Matt Ryan gets in his little funks. He has some funky days, and the Cowboys have been very opportunistic fantasy wise. We've talked about that many times. They still give up a lot, but they make plays happen. So that could offset your points there, too. Uh, but, you know, interesting to see nonetheless. All right, let's go on to the two and six Jaguars visiting the four and five Colts. The spread is 10.5 points, obviously, for the Colts. Um, you know, interesting matchup here. Not really. I think the Colts pretty much are on this roll right now. I think they're going to remain hot. Um, I like them big over the Jags this week. Uh, but some interesting notes in this matchup. The Colts are number five against running backs, and he got the hobbled Robinson. Um, so, you know, I'm, you know, Robinson owners, are you you do you want to put him in your lineup? If you've found other options, you might want to think about him. Not really sure how much Robinson um is gonna play a factor in this game. And you also but and then the Colts, they're 29 against uh fantasy quarterback. So could this be a big Trevor Lawrence day? Although he's coming in hobbled into this game as well a little bit. Um, you know, again, I think um uh, Ryan brought up last night that the Jags' um, run defense is sneaky good 11, um, 11 versus fancy running backs. So let's see what kind of day Jonathan Taylor's uh, in store for. And he liked he talked about liking Carson Wentz because of that. All right, what's your thoughts on this game, Nick? Uh,
2: well, I think I've talked about Carson uh, Carson Wentz at nauseum. I think everyone's got their bucket ready. Uh, I want to I want to talk about Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones is going to have a big game. I actually picked him up on my team and I actually inserted him in my lineup due to the fact that uh, Indianapolis is not that good on offense. So um, he might have a sneaky good game. I mean, right now he's got 400 yards and then three TDs. Uh, Indy is not that good on on defense, and again, Trevor Lawrence might have a big game. So I'm going to bank on Marvin Jones having a big game, and of course you got Michael Pittman on the other side of the ball. So it's – it's going to be an aerial assault on both sides of the ball, not much running. But then again, I say that and then watch uh, Jonathan Taylor's got a 200-yard game. But uh, I would say it's going to be more air and less ground.
1: I I, I actually disagree. I, I disagree with Ryan last night, too. I think they are going to run a little more. I just, I just see game strips going to dictate that they are going to get up on this Jags team and just start pounding the football. I mean, that's just the way it looks for me. But you know, who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see. You know how the game scripts go. All right, let's go to this next huge matchup here. The 0 and eight Lions go to the five and eight, or excuse me, five and three Steelers. The spread is the Steelers by nine. Um, you know, I'll just make this real quick. I would not start any Lions. Maybe Swift. I'd put in there. Um, we you just we talked about Ben Roth Roethlisberger being out this game, and you mentioned Najee Harris um, being, you know, a big play. Well, the Lions are 31st against fantasy running backs, so you, sir, are right on the money. Your thoughts on this game?
2: Um, excuse me. I would only start three, three steel, three players on this uh, in this game. Actually, right, I'll be nice. I'll go five. I would start Swift. I would start Hawkinson because because that's all the offense that they have. Um, as far as Pittsburgh, the only players I would start on Pittsburgh would be Najee Harris, the defense, and Chris Boswell. That's it. Uh, as far as because I don't trust Mason Rudolph. If you're a Steelers fan and you saw him play, it's less than good. I'm telling you, it's less than good. <laughs> the, the only thing he's really famous for is getting hit on the head by Miles Garrett's helmet. Um, he's not good. I don't think he can move the offense, but um, I do trust Matt Canada. Uh Matt Canada, they're gonna they're gonna I believe that they're they're gonna win the game. They got a seventy-four percent chance to win the game. But as far as stat wise, it's gonna be offensive ugly. And uh if you have to in a pinch, just start those players that I mentioned. Start start the Steelers defense. I don't see, especially outside Detroit playing well at all. So start Pittsburgh defense.
1: Indeed. Uh, all right. So I got Pittsburgh, it's definitely Pittsburgh's defense for sure. We got Pittsburgh's D themselves. They're number two versus fancy running backs, number eight versus quarterbacks, and 16 versus receivers. So not much on the Lions side. Uh I'd be looking for at all. Let's go on to a decent this one. I'm, I'm this is just a good game, I think. The Vikings going against uh the LA Chargers, three and five, which you know, I, I don't think their record really indicates the team they are. I think they're a little better than three and five. Um chargers five and three. The spread is for the Chargers by, by three. Um, interesting matchup here. And again, Chargers um number two against fantasy quarterbacks. So Kirk Cousins not gonna like that. And 27th versus running back. So Dalvin Cook, however, might be liking that a lot. And uh, they are interesting number two actually as well versus fantasy receivers. Um, you know, on the other side, the Vikings D has been kind of up and down. Um, Pretty decent against the run, uh, but pretty bad against the pass. So um, could be a good Herbert Allen or Mike Williams day. Thoughts on this matchup?
2: Yeah, I'm not liking Kirk Cousins right now. The last two games, he hasn't reached 200 yards passing. Uh, He's only thrown three TDs in the past two games. Uh, I am liking Dalvin Cook in this game against um, the Chargers. Philly had a pretty decent game against them on the ground. Um, I would say if you're going to start a receiver on Minnesota, I think it would be Justin Jefferson. I I think he's going to have a big day. And as far as on L.A. Chargers, I would go with Allen. And I would also – I think Jared Cook might have a sneaky good game this week because, um, as I recall, I do not think that Minnesota is too well against Minnesota against tight ends. So I would go Cook, and I would go Allen. And Mike Williams, I think he's going to continue to slide a little bit. I don't know what's going on with him in that offense, but uh, he's not having a connection with um, Herbert right now, and Allen is on the rise.
1: Yeah, Vikings 26 against the tight end, so you'd be spot Let's on start, Jared Cook. Correct. Yeah, so definitely might be a good sneaky play for Jared Cook. Good call indeed. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and we got a few more games to go over. Um, we'll get you get you started for your Sunday morning lineup. We'll be right back. I'm stuttering because I can't find. I'm trying to stall for time because I'm trying to find the button. <laughs> Welcome to the Island Island Peppa Skincare Products. Love your skin your way. Stop by today at islandpeppaskincare.com to look at our variety of products for both men and women. Because in the islands, the pepper is always black. Kind of like Nick's Coffee, Always black. All right, let's go on to the next matchup, the four and five Panthers facing the eight and one Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are favored by 10 and a half for this matchup. Um, So should, but again, we talked about the availability of Kyler Murray. Will he, won't he go? Um, So that makes a big difference in this game, whether you're going to see a lot of a huge fantasy output um, or just uh, one of those defensive matchups that we first started with. Um, so it's kind of up in the air, to be quite frank. Both defenses are really good. Um, the only um, chink in the armor in both of these defenses is that Arizona is 22 against fantasy receivers. Um, so interesting note, to say the least. Um, anyone you like big in this game, Nick,
2: on either side? Um, I would like James Conner and Zach on this game on Arizona side. I expect Colt McCoy to play. I did look at their record. Arizona is 8-1, and and I thought they had a bigger cushion in their division. But it turns out that the Rams are 7-2. and So I don't know, again, do they want to risk further injuring Kyler Murray this week because what's going to happen down the road? So uh, Colt McCoy gave them the, a good showing. D Hop is still injured. Do they just say, "All right, look, let's see what we get with this game"? It's, it's against Carolina. They're not that good. They're coming into our our building
1: with PJ Walker at the helm,
2: right? We we can win this game. We don't need Kyler um, Kyler Murray and D Hop. So I would say uh, temper expectations. It's going to be a run heavy game, and I would say go big on Connor because, like I said, he's already got ten touchdowns. This this season, I only think, think he's going to stop because Carolina's coming in. So, I and of course, uh, Ertz being there and the uh, the safety blanket, and then you got AJ Green coming back. So it might be a big AJ Green game. Uh, I wouldn't start too many Panthers this week um, because again, PJ Walker and DJ Moore. I'm I'm not sold on that, so I would go heavy on Cooper. Not Cooper, I'm sorry. James Conner and uh, Zach Ertz.
1: I have Christian McCaffrey as a flex RB2 on the Panther side. Um, as far as the other than that, you know, I have also have the same pretty much for DJ Moore. Uh, but other than that, that's about it. Um, you know, and I don't even really I pretty much have DJ Moore as a flex, um, not and maybe a uh, wide receiver three. Other than that, not too much going on there. And I do like Christian Kirk, um, no matter if Colvin Coy seemed to like him no matter what. So uh, I like him in this matchup. Also, we forgot to mention during the Steelers game, since uh, COVID is out, Ryan did put in the Steel Panther Shocker of the lions beating your Steelers. And now that Ben Roethlisberger's is out, it, it's definitely a little more possible. So we just want to note that. All right, let's go on to the next game. This one, you know, again, if the weather permits could be very interesting, good for fantasy. We got the Seahawks three and five of Russell Wilson back against the, uh, seven and two Packers who, uh, have Aaron Rodgers back. So Packers, um, are favored by three and a half in this game. Um, again, if weather permitting, um, this should be a good matchup. Um, Fantasy-wise, you should see some good points. Um, defenses are kind of middle of the road. The Seahawks are 27th against the uh, against fantasy running backs. So interesting play for Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon this week. Um, also, uh, 18th um, – excuse me, the Packers are 18th versus the run. So you might see a little bit of Alec Collins in this game. Um, and uh, the Seahawks are 18th versus fantasy receivers – um, so good news for Devonte Adams and uh, whomever else shows up for the Packers. All right, who do you like in this matchup, Nick? Anyone that stands out to you?
2: Uh, other than the regulars, no, because ahead, <laughs> I want to see the most interesting thing. I want to see is how well as um, as Mr. Safe Pick himself said, can he? Can Russell Wilson grip the ball with that with that middle finger? How effective is it going to be with the pass? Because if he is, Lockett's going to be very, very good. Now, again, the weather, the weather's going to call it. Oh. And no, I something <laughs> came up on my screen. I I thought I got, I thought that I got dropped. So uh, no, it, it just like you got like, scared. My I was What's like, what happened? Happen? <laughs> I have no idea. So <laughs> anyway, uh, it's it should be an interesting game. I think Wilson's going to come back. I don't think he's going to have a spectacular game. I think he might get, you know, like maybe like 220 and two two TDs and a pick. Uh, The over under has now moved to 49 and a half. Uh, So I think it's with the weather, with the weather, it's going to be a run heavy game. I'm going to look for Collins and for um, Jones to have a big game. And even Dylan. Watch out for Dylan. Dylan's been. He's been stealing some of the characters, especially, like you said, uh, Captain Thunder Thighs. When it gets cold, they're going to they're gonna lean on him. So I would, I would look at those. And, you know, you got, you got your regulars. They know what they're doing. They're going to go out. They're going to get theirs. So I don't look for it. I don't see anything really spectacular or erroneous coming out of them.
1: All right, going on to another matchup here. We got the three and six Eagles going against the five and four Broncos. So this, again, we mentioned like a heat wave in Denver, sixty seven degrees. So this is like a nice game. Denver's favored by two and a half in this matchup. Um, the Eagles D has been a little all over the place. So you know, twenty first against fantasy quarterbacks. So it could be a decent day for uh, Teddy Bridgewater. 29th versus fantasy running backs. So a good Melvin Gordon, Javonta Williams day possibly. And on the other side, the Denver D's been rock solid. Number four against uh, fantasy quarterbacks. Number 13th against fantasy running backs. However, interesting note, they are 20th versus fantasy receivers. Maybe Devonta Smith finds one deep. I think even Ryan alluded to that earlier. What's your thoughts on that, Nick? On this matchup, excuse me. Uh,
2: I would say from any eagle except for um, Jordan Howard. Now, uh, the reason why I say that is because in the past few games, they have turned Jalen Hurts into a game manager where he just handing off the ball most of the time. He's not getting a lot of his design runs like he used to. Teddy Bridgewater, like you. He... said if i'm not incorrect and uh it's going to be a big game big game for melvin gordon and Javante williams because philly they, they just can't stop the run they can't stop the run it's gonna be pass all day pass all day big game for uh jerry judy so i'm gonna say the only eagle that you start is jordan howard and the offensive players you're gonna start is gonna be Bridgewater and Judy and the two running backs and Denver defense.
1: Jordan Howard's looked real strong as of late, mm-hmm. my friend. So you and you called it right before it, it, he even came out. And man, I was we were watching the game and I was like, Wow, Nick really did call it. He they really did turn to him. It surprised me because I seen him in Miami and he, you know, he wasn't much of anything. So I, it really surprised me um, them turning to him and he's really taking the uh, taking the carries and taking the load on. So
2: interesting to see. Also, it it just speaks to the fact that that they believe in him because they just signed him to the fifty man to the fifty three man right that, that that they thought they had and like you said you he feel that he's more of a, a, a receiver so we'll see uh, again he's got fresh legs so they're they're gonna carry it until Sanders comes back.
1: Yeah, and we talked about Kenneth Gainwell. Like, you know, what are they doing with him at this point? So interesting to say. All right, let's go to the next one. The Sunday nighter: the Chiefs five and four at the Las Vegas Raiders five and three. So, I uh, listen. Even back in the day, in the nineties and 80s, these are always big, high-scoring games. Always love the KC um, AFC West matchups. Raiders are favored uh, by. Uh, or, excuse me. KC is favored by two and a half in this game. Um, not much to say for the defenses. KC's D is thirty-first against fantasy quarterbacks. Um, so David Carr could have a huge game in this one. Um, and you know, again, all the way around, this should be a high scoring game. I think nonetheless, could be a big volume for both teams. Nick, what's your thoughts on this matchup?
2: Don't play their defense. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, you know thing is pat mahomes is funny uh you know he's got 20 tds 10 picks but he's not the pat mahomes that that we're used to seeing uh i would even venture to say maybe call me crazy you might want to even bench him this week uh i he's not playing with that same what's the word chutzpah as he used to be uh <laughs> Because last year he used to just go out there and and just and just sling it. This this year, past couple of games, he's been well, he's only hit 397 yards. Well, he's only hit 400 yards once, which which no one ever does. But last game, 166, the game before that, 275, 206, 272. So he's not that offense is just not clicking. And he's not connecting with Kelsey, and he's not collecting, not connecting rather, excuse me, with Hill. So I might even venture to sit him, and I would start Derek Carr instead.
1: Yeah, uh, well, if you have that option, yeah, I, I think I do like Carr over Mahomes in this game. It's interesting that you say that, um, but I just – I you know, I don't know t- 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 if – uh, Oh, shit.
2: We're, we're back. We're back. We're good. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, sorry. So, yeah, I just – I see Mahomes, um, like you said, he's – He's kind of forcing the magic this this year. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not letting it. It's not like free flowing where he's doing that little behind the backs and all that stuff um, because he's forcing it now. Like people are expecting it, um, and it's not not translating well on the field for him. So, uh, but I do like him in this game. I think both teams will go back and forth a little bit. Um, I think it'll be good to start anybody in this match to be quite frank. Um and uh, again, let's see what um what comes with Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake. That's been an interesting um side note in the um offensive uh game with the Raiders. They've been kind of back and forth and Kenyon Drake's been going well.
2: Yes, sir. I'm sorry, one more real quick thing. Uh mm-hmm. he had ter- uh, Tyreek Hill, I'm sorry. He yeah. hasn't gone over 100 yards since before uh, the October 10th game, which was Buffalo.
1: Mm, wow. So
2: he's not connecting with him at at all. The last uh, was six games from October 10th to last week, 63, 76, 49, 94, and 37. Wow. So, again, again it, it's not working. He, like you said, he's forcing the ball in there. There's something wrong with that offense and i think he thinks he's got to win the game on every throw cuz i don't think he trusts the defense i think the defense is really killing him so i would i would sit uh pat mahomes yeah
1: you he wouldn't be wrong if you have yeah. he wouldn't be wrong to think that that's definitely for sure <laughs> cuz that defense definitely has not shown up all year all right real quick we'll talk about monday night real quick and we got to kind of get out of here shortly we got the 7 and 2 rams going to San Francisco the aforementioned expensive most expensive city in the country uh, 49ers at three and five the uh, Rams again defensively are starting to step up a little bit more um, you know they they've been you know again everyone came into the season like wow the Rams D they're so great um, you know and they actually weren't that great as the season started but now they're starting to click a little bit uh, more and actually now with von Miller in the mix uh, could really see some big things with them defensively. San Francisco side, you know the drill. San Francisco's kind of up and down. I'm surprised they're 3-5. and five. Um, To be honest, I thought they'd be, you know, maybe win one game this year. I was surprised everyone was so hot on them. Just didn't see it, um, and we're starting to see that <clears throat> happen now. Um, Rams D, number 12 versus quarterbacks. Number 17, however, versus running back. So it could be a good Eli Mitchell game. Um, We know how 49ers like to uh, rely on the running game and at 12 versus receivers, but I still like Debo Samuel in this matchup. Um, Debo Samuel has been money all season long. So I do still like him Um, on the 49ers side, 24th against QBs. Obviously you want to have Matt Stafford though, uh, start in this matchup, no matter what 14 versus a run. So again, Henderson, decent game. They are number seven versus fantasy wide receivers. So that's an interesting note to see, uh, you know, again, you mentioned it earlier, Tyler Higby could, could end up making it out for that as you put him in as you sit him this week. All right, what's your thoughts on the Monday nighter?
2: Well, uh, you were all over that. I don't think there's anything else for me to cover. Um, Over-under 49, Rams by three and a half, that's, that's a spread. Uh, Daryl Henderson, I'm just, I think Daryl Henderson is going to have a big game that, rant, and that 49ers defense isn't like last year. It's nowhere near as good after Salah left, and you thought that he'd take that to the Jets, but that hasn't panned out. Um, and, of course, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's going to be all day. Garoppolo's playing for his life right now. He's playing for his job. So he may have a sneaky good game like well, against Chicago. Did he have one or two rushing touchdowns? So, he, again, yeah. the guys you mentioned – I think are going to have a big game. Um, Van Jefferson, plug in him. Plug him in if you have the opportunity. Plug in Van Jefferson. He's going to have a good game with the absence of Robert Woods, so he's got to take over that role. And like I said, I think they're going to throw. Okay, Odell, r- run a slant. You know, run, run this, and then if you're open, I'll get it to you.
1: Yeah, indeed. it'll It'll be uh, interesting to see. All eyes will be on this game because we'll be definitely interested to see how well Odell. Uh, plays and how much they use him. So, again, I'm really interested to see that. Also, don't forget who's been stepping up lately, Brandon Ayuk. Like, let's see how he plays this game. Does he continue uh, stepping up? Because he was nowhere existing all season. He's starting to step up a little bit now, so who knows? (laughs) We shall see. All right. We appreciate you guys waking up with us. Don't forget, after us, you got the Bears pregame show with Coach Steve. After that, fourth and four. That's from 10 to eleven. 11 to 12 is the rough cut um, with AJ and Vinny. And 12 to 1, it is, um, excuse me, it is Dan Maynard's fantasy football. Um, He'll get you with your last minute, up to date information. Dan's got you covered. From us to you, we appreciate you. Enjoy your Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. It should be a good one, a lot of good games ahead.
2: And we are out. Good luck to everybody today.